0: You are locked on Lakers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Lakers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome everybody to the Lockdown Lakers Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined in-house by Harrison Fagan. We were going to wait until the Lakers game finished and then go on Facebook Live to record. But we couldn't wait to talk to you guys. It has nothing at all to do with the fact that the Lakers are currently getting smoked in Phoenix. Uh, and, and you know, frankly, it shouts to the Lakers for for fully buying into the tank. Uh, team Tank 2007. I mean,
0: I w- I was gonna say shouts to the Lakers for hitting the All Star break early. I mean, I th- who hasn't wished that they could leave their job a day early? Phoenix can be kind of a party town, so maybe they just got after it. Started I don't I don't know early. that you need to party when you get in at two a.m. I don't know that it's necessarily necessary to blame a, blame it on a party. Oh, I'd party if I got in Vegas. Have you ever gotten Is into it, Vegas at two a.m.? No, I never have. Me neither. <laughs>
1: Uh make sure you guys are following the show on Audio Boom, iTunes, Soberscreen and Roll, Tunein' Stitcher, and today's fast break. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek. Make use make sure you're using the promo code LOLakers on SeatGeek. Uh, it's the easiest and fastest way to buy tickets online. We'll talk about them a little bit in a little bit. Uh, but we're gonna start today with the uh Lakers again getting. We're gonna go, We're
0: gonna go ahead and call it a loss, even <laughs> though the game isn't over yet. I think they are down ninety-one to sixty-four. The catalyst is dribbling the ball. He just gave it to Lou. Oh, and there's nope, not a turnover. Let's see. Oh yeah, that was a sad little scoop shot. Lou Williams nearly just pulled up from forty feet. Now he threw up a brick. This is why I'm not a play-by-play guy.
1: You are no chick, hern. You forgot to mention the fact that Marce- This game
0: is in the refrigerator. <laughs> Marcelo Huertis just airballed a layup. Yeah, well it was that was the scoop shot. I just didn't <laughs> I'm not a trained play by play guy. Um, we are, I promise we aren't gonna do this for the whole show. No. But that was to illustrate like that was a possession picked at random and that was really live while we were recording it and that's about how the whole night has went. It was as much of a disaster as m- what you could understand of my description of that play mm-hmm. and as much of a disaster as my description of that play. Yeah, that was that was just a bad job all around by everybody. Just every I, you know, hey, I went, on, I went on all-star break early too. Harrison was like, "All
1: right, I'm going to I'm going to call play by play of this play and then fail miserably." And Marcelo Bautas was like, oh yeah? Hold my beer. <laughs> Literally. It he, he wouldn't shock me to see if the, to find out the Lakers had beer on
0: the sideline. It would make this game more excusable. Yeah. Uh,
1: so it, it, it's, it's worth mentioning though, with regards to this game, that the Lakers got into Phoenix last night at roughly two in the morning.
0: Something like that.
1: Uh. it's their last game before the All-Star break. Luke said that he hoped that they would come out at least relatively sharp on this one. Uh, Turns out that was too much to ask for.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, it might have been too much to ask for, actually, because it is second night of a back-to-back. They played down to the wire last night, Mm -hmm. and and then they had to fly, and they flew to Phoenix. And that's kind of a schedule loss, almost, if you're trying to find... Any positives from this at all? And again, it's the last game before the All Star break. I, I think the guys, uh, I I think they're ready to hit the All Star break. Yeah, and and they have a huge gap in between games, a huge one. Yeah. They they
1: over the over the uh, ten the starting with yesterday's game or the day before yesterday's game, over the the following ten days afterward, they play three total games. Wow. So. <laughs> They don't have much going on on their schedules. It was kind of funny to me because Lou Williams said something about, you know, we play night in, night out. we got to get back uh, from this break or something like that Um, and and continue to work. And they asked Lou what you're going to do over the break, and he said, I'm going on
0: vacation. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, it's their vacation. It's their, they they earn it. Everybody, I mean, all, every NBA player, no matter whether their team is good or bad, has kind of earned a break by this point in the season. The physical toll that it puts on your body. And there's
1: no point in being a millionaire NBA player if you don't take advantage of it with
0: vacations. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> that's not to criticize Lou for taking a vacation. No, it I I, just, a, I found
1: it funny. Yeah. It was a funny contradiction. Uh, before we move on, oh, now let's, let's keep on talking about the game a little bit. I I wanted to bring up this about last night and we'll talk about this really briefly and then we'll talk about magic on the other side of the break. But the the Russell Minutes thing uh, Yes,
0: should we should definitely address that. Yeah,
1: the Russell Minutes thing to me look, I can't help but feel like and and this could be completely, you know, due to the situation, everybody looks flat on the Lakers tonight. But I, I, I can't I wouldn't fault russell quite frankly for being so frustrated that he just says no nah, you know what like i'm just going to go into this all-star break i'm going to play this this rising stars game and i'm going to have a whole bunch of fun out there and reset the batteries over the break uh because I, the the luke walton d'angelo russell
0: situation is frustrating to watch i, I would imagine it's more frustrated to be involved directly in yeah, and, you know, I asked Russell during his post game last night whether or not he had talked to Luke about if there was anything that he felt like he could do to earn playing time during those fourth quarters, and he said that he and Walton hadn't spoken about it. Now, I, I don't know if that's necessarily normal or abnormal, but it, it did come off, I guess, a little bit. He said that Walton usually rolls with the hot hand, and I guess on some level that's a coach's job but Walton is also acutely aware that this is a young developing team and that you have to get these guys developing minutes and that's what, and he talked about that he specifically did that for Ingram last night and i don't know i just wasn't totally satisfied with his answer of that they that Russell has had those minutes before and Ingram hasn't was and he so. watching last year Yeah, I mean, that's what I was gonna say. Russell, Russell (laughs) wasn't exactly a staple of closing lineups either. No, last season, and so to say that he's gotten those minutes before is, I guess, literally accurate, but not really that accurate. Like he's gotten minutes in closing games before. That's literally true, but in the spirit of kind of the question and. The why you play young players down the stretch of games, Russell has not gotten anywhere near the amount of experience that he probably should. And to be fair, he was not good last night against the Kings. No. And Lou Williams was exploding. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Clarkson was, I, I'd say, mediocre. There. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd i say he was a net neutral.
1: Yeah. I. So here's my thing, is that, and, and we've brought this up before, but... It's impossible for somebody to feel like they have to earn minutes in the fourth quarter without ever playing in the fourth quarter. It's a, it's a bad precedent to send, you know, to, to set for somebody. It's a bad message to send that, you know what, I, I have no real game plan going into this game heading into the fourth quarter.
0: Like, like Whoever happens to be shooting the ball well that game, they're going to play. Yeah, and the, the, the thing is that Lou has an advantage in that respect, in that it's easier for him. He he just his style of game, it's easier for him to just heat up quickly. Mm-hmm. And I he's also a better think, player than Russell is right now. Yeah, well, and I also think that he is the built in advantage because he's coming in, he'll come in the end of the third, start of the fourth, whatever. And so if he has it going, then it doesn't matter what Russell was just doing because Walton's not going to bench him if he has yeah. it going. So it really, it not only. Not only does Russell have to be playing well heading into whenever he goes to the bench for Lou, but Lou also has to play badly enough mm-hmm. that Russell gets that chance to come back and It's almost how it comes off and there's There's a inherent bias.
1: When it comes to a coach with a veteran, well, right? that's exactly
0: what I'm saying. It's like that works against Russell, and yeah. that, like well, even if even if they're both playing crappy, Lou's probably going to stay in just because he's the veteran and Walton yeah. believes in him more to get it going. Yeah, exactly.
1: So that's what's kind of going on there. We're going to talk about Magic Johnson and the frankly a debacle. Like I think this is hilariously bad PR for the for the Lakers. We're going to talk about that on the other side of this. But before we get to that, let's talk about Ceequik really quick. SeatGeek, uh, they, they have a tremendous product, and here on Locked on Lakers, we get behind tremendous product. products. SeatGeek, his has, has supporters from the get-go, they have the deal score, which is my favorite aspect of it. Uh, if you're going to a concert, you know, for for example, in October, I'm a country fan. I'm, I'm ashamed to admit it. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, but Zach uh, Brown Band is going to be playing at... Uh, Staple Center, and their borderline country. The, the, it's funny. I'm going to piss off both aspects of that conversation. They're going to say, oh my god, I can't believe you're a country fan, and oh my god, I can't believe you think Zach Brown is country. So sorry, everybody. But I'm going to buy these tickets on SeatGeek uh, using the, the promo code, which I somehow have not used uh, so far. And, and it's great because Staple Center rearranges itself, and they know based on you know proximity to the stage and all these things that I don't know going into my experience at Staple Center,
0: that I know I'll be getting a good deal. And then you like the price alerts. Yes, because if I were to theoretically, for whatever reason, want to go see a Zach Brown Band concert, I guess. <laughs> Harrison had his face in his hands. I literally palm for his entire <laughs> plug. for those. Of you, I wish this was on Facebook Live right now so that you guys could have seen it. But... Yeah, if I if I was trying to go to like maybe a good concert or something, they then, have I a set, concert. I then I, don't then know I could good concert. Then then I could set about. up a price alert, and it would let me know when the tickets had reached an amount that I was willing to pay. So for Zach Brown Band, for example, it would be like five dollars, <laughs> and or like them paying me five dollars. But for like you know, like if I was going to go see a band that I liked. Then uh, you know I could set whatever I was willing to pay, Do and SeatGeek would to let music? me. Yeah, sometimes, and <laughs> SeatGeek would let me know when it was available for that price, and I could pay that and go to the concert. Your ringtone's Drake. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> for the
1: record, no, it's not. <laughs> Make sure you guys are using the promo code LOLakers to get a twenty dollars rebate on that first purchase using SeatGeek. Uh, again, it's a great deal. It's a great product. It's the
0: fastest and easiest way to buy tickets online. And you can do it really easily on your cell phone. And the reason we aren't plugging a specific Lakers game is because, again, we're watching the Lakers just get killed right now. But you can use it for Lakers games, too, if you want to subject yourself to well, hey, that. You, or, and sometimes they play well, so you could also if, go watch a good Lakers. If you're
1: a Lakers fan. fan in uh, the greater New Orleans area, D'Angelo Russell is going to be playing in the Rising Stars Challenge. Nick Young is going to be shooting. And Brandon Ingram. Uh, and Brandon Ingram, and Nick Young is going to be shooting three-pointers in the three-point contest. So uh, you could always use that to, to get your foot in the door there. So. Yeah, and
0: who coaches the I always forget who coaches the Rising Stars game. The Lakers' last coach. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious although i was gonna Nobody say, would play like marcelo wertis
1: would play one on five the yeah, whole game i know i
0: was gonna say that, that that's funny but i was going to say i think just to be fair i think brandon ingram should randomly get benched for no reason so that mm-hmm. russell can get minutes and <laughs> like in needs.
1: that type of situation well, any, well yeah ingram might get the minutes next year because he can play in that game next year and you want to give minutes to somebody who can Who's on his way out of that of that situation. Anywho, you see, geek. Let's go ahead and talk about Magic Johnson here. And and I called a debacle I called it a debacle earlier on in the show. And and here's why. And Matt, you haven't we had Darius on the show,
0: and he uh, Darius is great. No, exactly. When you when you have Darius Soriano on you the let, show, you nobody needs talk. to hear my opinion. Yeah, like you let, you let him talk. Yeah.
1: Uh but I wanted to get your your couple cents on this one. I wanted to start by saying that I think it's a debacle because he's out here on this media tour without having spoken to literally anybody, not having sat down. He's spoken to Mitch, uh, he's spoken, spoken to Luke,
0: spoken to Mitch, spoken to D'Angelo, but in general. all he's... by phone. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like they've just kind of like, "Hey, I'm your boss now. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> Want to set <laughs> up a meeting?" Yeah, something like that. Uh, So I, so I, I frankly call
1: it a debacle because this is supposed to be a PR move, right? Like, this is supposed to be something that gets fans excited about rooting for the Lakers again because, hey, here comes an icon to save the day. But you can't get behind it fully because he's out here saying things without any education on what's going on with the Lakers. And... You know, he says today that Dr. Jerry Buss would be disappointed in the state of the Lakers. You know how offensive that is to, to the
0: oldest son of a dead father. Uh, I mean, I don't. I also don't know that he's necessarily wrong in the most like real sense. that he oh, probably sure. would be disappointed in how they were playing. But yes, it is. Fran- it is frankly, it does come off a little bit disrespectful, or at least a little bit not self-aware. It's possible to be right and
1: disrespectful. Yeah you know like if you're if you're at a funeral and the person who is getting buried can't fit into their casket and you say well they died because they had a heart attack because they were fat like you're right technically but
0: it's the I don't. Wrong thing I don't know that. This, I don't know that this is the same scenario.
1: Well, I, you uh, know, it's an, ex- yet, it's, it's it's, an ex- uh, exaggeration of the situation, but that's what's going. on. <laughs> like moving, it's on really mean. An-
0: moving on from Anthony making fat jokes at a funeral. Um, <laughs> I've been. I've been. No, no, I have not. I have not. I, <laughs> Harrison's <laughs> looking at me like I actually have. I have not. Okay. So anyway. I don't. I don't think that those comments were necessarily in the best taste. I. I don't know that this whole tour has been in the best taste. No. E- even if you just take those comments, just throw them out. You just say magic. You got to redo on those. Those never happen. <laughs> yeah. We just we we pull those back out of the time stream. Following right behind them. The yeah. I mean, the whole thing has been bad. The yeah. consistently. We made some jokes the other day about him consistently elongating the Lakers' window before they're back in contention. I can only assume that after watching this game, he has extended it to, you know, I don't like to put time, I don't really, what is time anyway? I don't know what time is. It's just, you know. It's a flat circle according to someone, that guy on the show that got really bad in the second season. I don't even know what you're talking about, but I, anyway. True Detective. Sure, the all but, right, all right, all right guy. Sure, true detective. But <laughs> if we're gonna true detective these comments from Magic, I I just the, the whole thing's been bad. He he clear he's planning on having meetings with these people next week, but yet he's going out there basically bashing them. Yeah, basically saying Jim Bus, I have your job now. Yeah, he, he's he's gone in there. You know, like like the guy in that Tom Hanks movie and just told Jim Buss, I am the captain now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's a terrible look for everybody involved. Yeah.
1: Nobody looks good in here because obviously... So, I was thinking about this today. I believe Mitch Kupchak started as a Lakers GM or, or started his, his tenure in the Lakers front office in 1986.
0: Magic was still playing at the time.
1: So it was 1986 when Mitch Kupchak starts working in the Lakers front office. Most corporations and most employers, when you start working in your 30th year, give you like a watch. They give you a plaque. They say congratulations for being here for 30 years. You know what the Lakers give Mitch Kupchak? A freaking heart attack because Magic Johnson is coming in here and he's saying all kinds of stuff about... Mistakes I that the think, Lakers
0: have made. I think Magic's shots are mostly. Oh, they all they bus, all are. I say. But,
1: but they all are. But I—I I wouldn't blame Mitch Kupchak for taking this and saying, "Yeah, you know, this probably isn't great for me." Well, I—I got it. this probably isn't great for you me. You will either. use any
0: excuse to bust out the Mitch voice. I'm pretty good at it. That's yeah. can you blame me? Okay, um, give it a seven. <laughs> The other thing here that,
1: that I, that, you know, the other, obviously Jim doesn't come off looking very good, but if this was a genie call, right, and she's, she's dipping her toe into the waters of the basketball operations side of the Los Angeles Lakers, her first impression in doing so is this bullcrap, in which they have somehow turned Jim Buss, who if they would have just fired him, Nobody I think, would have
0: complained. Yeah, I mean, there would have been uh, the egg abbeys would have all hatched. Yes. Actually, I think <laughs> into butterflies. Yeah. Like. <laughs> okay, butterfly... Yeah. I don't. I don't think no, butterflies an, an, come from cocoon. Egg. Yeah, cocoon. Like yeah,
1: egg, cocoon, cocoon. And abbies. eggs are not quite the same thing. Well, sure. Okay. Uh, I, mean, Keep I going. think like
0: a beautiful sparrow would yeah. have come flying uh, out, <laughs> <that> out of <laughs> that them. Works yeah. yeah. The
1: Lakers are playing playing the Phoenix Suns, so like. Yeah, a, a
0: literal phoenix would have come yeah. out of the Egg Abbey's, there would have been world peace, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think, it, it, that, yeah, but <laughs> because she didn't do that, and she's brought in Magic, and then Magic has decided to go on every single, Scourched earth. I think everybody that has a microphone and a camera show at this point. Well, everybody who either pays him or is paid by the Lakers. Other than CBS. Yeah, You Magic, you can come on Locked on Lakers, though, if you want. Just ignore this criticism if you're considering it. But <laughs> if you, if you aren't, then I don't know that it's a great look that he's going on. He's doing the full ESPN car wash, and he's gone on CBS News, and he's... Admitted that he recommended that the Knicks hire Isaiah Thomas, which I don't know is the strongest. Probably wouldn't uh, do that. But yeah, I, I don't know that you want that on the record. Yeah, probably but that one in the, in the in the back pocket. Yeah, that, that's that's an oopsie. That's another one you probably <laughs> want to take back. And the whole thing has just been bad. It's come off disorganized. I just Does I'm willing I'm through? willing to give Magic a chance and say, hey, maybe he could do a good job, but. There's a lot... I was talking... Somebody tweeted this at me today. They're like, what would you prefer he do? Not talk? and Just like Jim? And then yes. it's the same problem as Jim. I don't know that... I, I think... Maybe that's better. I would yes. argue that is maybe better in some ways. But I also think that there's a, there's a gray area between talking to every single person with a camera and being afraid of cameras and microphones. Or,
1: here's an idea, wait until you talk to Mitch. Wait until you talk to Jim. Yeah. Like, he could, I, whoever gave that criticism, whoever brought up that hypothetical, that's absolutely fair. That is a huge criticism of Jim Buss's tenure with the Lakers. But, it's not like, like there is no reality that anybody could possibly live in in which Magic doesn't talk. Yeah. Like, that's No, I'm impossible.
0: not... I, yeah, I'm not saying he shouldn't talk. Yeah. Again, yeah. to be clear. Like, I just think that he needs to maybe be a little bit more selective before he's put in his first real day. Yeah. Of who he's interviewing yeah. with and giving grandstand... Because now, it was one thing when he was the guy that used to play for the Lakers and had a ceremonial title and would fire off weird tweets and go on ABC and say glowing things about players and things. Mm-hmm. Now... He is officially a spokesperson of the Lakers organization. So, everything he, maybe not everything he says, but a lot of things that he says, especially when he's showing a propensity to put his foot in his mouth like this, Mm -hmm. are news now. They're going to have remove a foot from his mouth. These are now official statements from the Lakers when he is saying these things, because he is an advisor to the team. And that's not a good look when he's going around saying that we're five or six years behind the rest of the NBA. Well, the... the, Yeah, right. Come on down, free agents. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody's going to want to say no to me, because I'm helming this franchise that's five or six years from contention and five or six years behind the rest of the NBA. Yeah, but other than that, come on down. Other than yeah. that, magic. But really, though, I... You'd so really live up to his name if he got free agents <laughs> to sign with that pitch. <laughs> so
1: you, we talked about, you know, we talked about how bad everything has looked so far and, and all of everything that's been going on. But it, if you would have told me at any point this year, heading into the season, that Jim Buss would be a victimized figure with the Lakers.
0: Like, <laughs> I would... <laughs> I mean, the I only way that became insane. a reality is if Ingram came in his first year and averaged a triple-double, and then Genie fired him anyway. Yeah, yeah. right.
1: right. Like, 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 the Lakers, or like, the Lakers made the playoffs, didn't get into the second round... Got to, like, game seven, lost on the last
0: second shot, and Genie was lost, like, nope, not worth it. Lost on a buzzer beater after Ingram won MVP. Yeah. And 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 then, and then he got fired. Then he probably would have been a victimized figure. Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot that was going <laughs> to make Jim Buss the victim here. And now... You know, the tables have turned a little bit, and they're going to continue to turn as long as Magic Johnson continues to do radio hit after TV hit after, I'm assuming there will be a podcast well, and, in there at some point. And and here's, so, hey, Magic, again, yeah. locked on Lakers, if you want to, we're the best at putting our foots in our mouths. <laughs> we can give you some lessons if you want.
1: Yes, I am married. Uh, I the, the other point that I was going to make regarding Jim being a victimized figure here is that this has sped up the timeline that people are going to deal with G- Genie buses, bullcrap. That like people, people to a, to a large extent right now are saying, "Wait, this is your first venture into the basketball operations, and you're going to bungle a PR move when all you have been doing to this point for the Lakers has been PR and business relations." That's all you've been doing. That's the only thing you've been assigned to,
0: to assigned to do. And to be fair, the Lakers are the second most valuable franchise in the NBA. Yeah, but although that doesn't necessarily indicate managerial competence, as you know, vis a vis number one is the Knicks. Roger. So, Gu- Roger Goodell can just like I think got I think they might have just started another fight with Charles Oakley, maybe. <laughs>
1: Roger Goodell can go out there and say that the NFL is profitable this year, but would they be more profitable under somebody who's actually competent, right? Who knows? And and that's and that's the question that after seeing this, after seeing, uh, the Lakers Genie, could be worth ninety billion dollars. <laughs> they could do better. They yeah, they could they could have never lost a, an NBA anyway. This was a this was a little jumble. The Lakers are continue to get their butt kicked in Phoenix. Oh, are
0: they still playing? Yeah. The, oh, well, no, they aren't playing, but the game is still going on. Matthew McConaughey is the guy who said time is a flat circle. He was just on the TV. Okay. So, live update from the Lakers game that you're going to listen to in uh-huh. like a day.
1: Uh, I, we really appreciate everybody tuning in for this one. Make sure you're tuning in all the time on Audio Boom, iTunes, Silver Screen Roll, TuneIn, Stitcher, and today's Fast Break. Today's show, again, is brought to you by SeatGeek. Use the promo code LOLakers on SeatGeek.com and the application, the mobile application. It's the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets online. We've been telling you this basically since Locked On Lakers was a thing,
0: and because we honestly believe it.
1: Yep, and uh, and so props to everybody who has used it so far. Keep on telling us it. Tell us anytime that you guys use that. We'll give you guys a shout out on Twitter. Keep reviewing the show. Keep subscribing to the show.
0: Tell and, your friends uh, and go to a Zach Brown band concert if you want. I think was the one that you said. Yes, that was. Have you
1: ever heard a Zach Brown song? No. Okay. Well, then shut up. All right. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your guys' day. We'll talk to everybody again tomorrow. Shouts to, to Magic Johnson. Here's to Magic Johnson not saying something stupid while we were recording. Have a good one, everybody. Support for this podcast comes from Dice. With over 70,000 tech jobs and career resources like their salary predictor, Dice is the free way to hack your career in tech. Visit Dice.com slash CanYouHackIt for more info.